Oh, okay. <laughs> You're listening, listening to Hold That Thought from Arts and Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis. Thanks for listening to Hold That Thought. I'm Claire Navarro. Our guest for today's podcast is Ramanath Kausik. Here at Washington University in St. Louis, Dr. Kausik directs the McDonnell Center for the Space Sciences and serves as professor of physics. At large, he has been called the father of astroparticle physics, a somewhat new field of research that blends the science of the incredibly huge, astrophysics and cosmology, with the science of the incredibly small, particle physics. Kausik joined Hold That Thought to tell the story of dark matter. Let's talk about dark matter then. To get to the start of the dark matter story, and to understand Kausik's own role within that story, we first have to go back in time, some 80 years. Imagine astronomers from this earlier era looking up into the sky at groups of galaxies. Within these clusters, the astronomers saw that the galaxies were moving, and they were moving fast. Many, many people had seen that when you measure the speeds of galaxies in clusters of galaxies, they were moving so fast, they were surprised that they were still clustered. Presumably, it was gravity that held the galaxies in place and kept them from flying in different directions away from the cluster. But the scientists came across a problem. The visible matter in those galaxies, in the form of stars and so forth, they can estimate their mass. That mass was not sufficient to hold them back. So if the mass of the stars within the galaxies wasn't providing enough gravity to hold everything together, the scientists theorized that something else had to be holding the galaxies together. There is some kind of uh, mass that we are not able to see. Maybe they are made up of very low mass stars, which are not very luminous. Maybe some kind of a gas, which is not emitting much light. But they all add up to adequate amount of mass to hold the galaxies back. A Swiss astronomer named Fritz Wicke, who was working at Caltech, was one of the first people to recognize that this was happening in clusters of galaxies. But remember, this was back in the early 1930s. Telescopes were nowhere near as powerful as they are today. So let's fast forward a bit. After 1950, let us say, astronomy had a tremendous boost and tremendous growth. And around 1972, for the first time, the same cluster of galaxies that Zwicky had seen was seen by two other scientists. So here we are in the 1970s. What did these scientists see? They found that these um, galaxies were moving very fast, not as fast as Zwicky had imagined, but they were moving fast enough that they should not have been bound to the cluster. So basically, Zwicky's observations were confirmed, and the hunt was on. What was the source of all this extra mass? They said, let's train our telescope, look for very low mass stars, let's look for gas, which may be in the cluster, let's look for other clouds of hydrogen, which you can see through radio astronomical techniques. And they were searching for matter. 
The type of matter they were looking for is more or less the type that you find here on Earth, or at least in our own solar system. These astronomers knew what they were looking for, or so they thought. But here's the thing, they didn't find it. There were no large, dim stars or clouds of gas that could account for the problems Wiki had noticed back in the 1930s. And this is where Dr. Kausik comes in. So I was thinking, how could it be that this is not being seen, this unknown matter, whatever is there in the clusters of galaxies, and sometimes even in galaxies, why is it not seen? We have powerful telescopes. It should have made itself known by this time. Maybe not at Zwicky's time, but these are very good astronomers. They know how to look for things. We have powerful instruments. Why didn't we see it? Kelsic works in areas related to astronomy, but he was trained as a physicist. And so to look for possible answers, he turned to his original field. So I got this very interesting idea. It may be a form of matter which is invisible. And physics has many such things which are invisible. One of these invisible things is called a neutrino. Neutrinos were the first invisible kind of matter that uh, physics postulated and proved to exist. A famous scientist named Wolfgang Pauli was the first to theorize that these neutrinos existed. Neutrinos are like neutrons, but with much, much less mass. And this brings us back to the question about what holds clusters of galaxies together. Though these neutrinos have an incredibly small amount of mass, in a big universe, tiny amounts add up. Einstein has told us that anything that has energy will have gravitation. These particles also have gravitation. They are holding these galaxies together. So this cluster has got large amount of weakly interacting particles. See, that's the key term. Again, that's weakly interacting particles, which are also sometimes called WIMPs. When these particles interact with other types of matter, the reactions are too weak to create light or electromagnetic radiation. So it wasn't that astronomers weren't looking carefully for the missing mass. It's that there was really nothing to see. But even though they are invisible, it's hard to overstate the possible effects of these particles. Even if I put a small amount of mass on each neutrino, was sufficient to dominate gravitationally the whole universe. Their mass was more important than uh, normal kind of matter. So is the mystery solved? Do scientists know what makes up dark matter? The answer is no. Neutrinos themselves are not dark matter. However, weakly interacting particles are still prime candidates. Of course, in the present day, it is not these neutrinos that I imagined at that time. Later on, new kinds of particles were postulated. They have not been seen yet, but their essential property that they must be weakly interacting is held up. They are truly invisible particles, not just unseen particles. So this was the idea. And that idea has uh, had a very great impact on all of cosmology. 
such a great impact, in fact, that Kausik's original article describing the role of neutrinos and other weakly interacting particles was chosen by the American Physical Society in its collection of 1,000 seminal papers. Whatever these unseen particles are, in addition to holding galaxies together, they may have contributed to the actual formation of galaxies and clusters of galaxies. So until scientists know what dark matter actually is, they search. The newfangled particles which we have not yet discovered, which we hope to discover, is at the cutting edge of physics today. And these theories are there and accelerators at, in Geneva, colliders, they are trying to look for these particles. So far they have not found. People are trying to look for them underground with these huge detectors by looking for scattering of the cosmological dark matter particles. They have not been found. But one day they will be found. And that day is not far away is my, my expectation. Many thanks to Ramanath Kausik for contributing to Hold That Thought. Next week, we continue our discussion about dark matter with Professor James Buckley, who is one of the many scientists who continues the search for weakly interacting particles. You'll be able to find that podcast and many more ideas to explore at thought.artsci.wustl.edu. That's thought.artsci.wustl.edu. You can also search for Hold That Thought on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to our weekly podcasts through iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio.